Good morning and welcome to our service here in person and online. May the grace of and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you, all of you. We would like to extend a warm welcome to John Nelson, who will be delivering our message. And as for announcements, these are in your bulletin. Explore Lament with Presbyterian Women, the 2021 W Horizons Bible Study. Into the Light, Finding Hope Through Prayers of Lament, Art and Text, by Lynn Miller, Lynn Miller revives Lament as a proper theological response to difficult situations. We plan to have Zoom gatherings and hopefully small social, socially distanced, well, beginning in September. Order your copy now by contacting W Circle. Woman or Kathy Ma Kathleen Maddie, 304 539 2570 here, Debbie Duvall at the uh, several, several, about 12 at Robinson. And with Sunday school news, if you not had a chance to take the adult Sunday school survey, you can use the link that's in your bulletin. With that, let's uh, pair our hearts to the Lord and
And now we will pass the peace. The peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. With you also. And we will do this at Giants Canyon. Essentially distant. Now our call to confession. The proof of God's amazing love is this. While we were sinners, Christ died for us. Let us therefore approach the throne of grace with boldness, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Trusting in God's faithfulness and compassion, let us confess our sins before God and one another. Now the prayer of confession. Follow along silently. Eternal and merciful God, you have loved us with loved us with a love beyond our understanding, and you have set on set us on paths of righteousness for your name's sake. Yet we have strayed far from your way. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed. Through what we have done and what we have left undone. As we remember the lavish gift of your grace and in baptism, O oh God, we praise you and give you thanks that you forgive us yet again. And us now, we pray, the grace to die daily to sin and to rise daily to new life in Christ, who lives and reigns with you, in whose long name we pray. Amen. Now time for and now a declaration of forgiveness. Here's the good news. Happy are those whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Happy are those whom the Lord imputes no iniquity, and whose spirit there is no deceit. Know that you are forgiven and be at peace. Thanks be to God. Amen. Now the word scripture is Philippians chapter one, verses two through six. All to Timothy, servants of Jesus Christ, to all saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi and deacons, grace to you and peace from our God and our God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God every time I remember you, constantly praying with joy in every one of my prayers for all of you because of your sharing in the gospel from the first day until now. I am confident of this, that one who began a good work among you will bring it to completion by the day of Jesus. Word of the Lord. Thanks be.
Okay, it's time for our young disciples. In today's sermon, I hope to be talking a little bit about building something. Now, when I was a young boy, one of the things that I used to love to build with was Play-Doh. My mom might not have liked it too much because it usually ended up either in the carpet or on the furniture. But I used to like to play with it because you could make so many different shapes and circles and squares. And it was easy to, to play with and build different shapes. I remember uh, making funny little faces and little Play-Doh people and even animals. But then there would be times that I would forget to put it away. Now, when you leave Play-Doh out a little too long, it starts to dry out. The air causes the water in it to evaporate, and it dries out, and it becomes a little harder to work with. It's no longer as easy to take that dough and to shape it into the shapes that you want. Now, when it gets like that, a lot of times people will just throw it away. But I, I want to tell you about a little trick you can try to get it back to the way it was. You put it in a sandwich bag, and you put a few drops of water in there with it, and then you squeeze it, and you roll it around, and you work those drops of water back into the dough. Now, it might take some time or even uh, a little bit more water, but by doing this trick, you might be able to get the Play-Doh back to the way it was, back to where you can build something with it. Now this morning, I want to tell you, people are sometimes, in some ways, a little like Play-Doh. You see, God created us in His image. God is trying to shape us back into that image of the kind, loving people that we were always meant to be. Now, when Play-Doh gets exposed to, to the air too long, it dries out. It becomes harder to work with. When people get exposed to things that hurt our feelings, we might get a little sad. We might get a little angry. And it might be a little bit for hard, harder for God to work with us. Because we let the anger and the sadness get in our way. Somebody might say something or do something that hurts our feelings. Now God wants us to love and forgive them. But if somebody hurts us, we might not feel like loving them and forgiving them. It's hard. We might even want to hold a grudge against them. Now, when Play-Doh gets hard to work with, you can add a little water to try to get it back to the way it was. But what do you do when your heart feels a little bit angry or sad and, and we don't want to love and forgive? One of the things the Bible tells us is to long for the spiritual milk when we pray and when we read the Bible and we learn about God 
and God's love for us, that our hearts might be uh, might begin to be willing to change again. We might become more willing once again to love and forgive. We might let go of the anger, and it might get easier for God to begin to work with and shape our hearts again. If we remember how God loves us, then it might be easier for us to love others. When we remember how Jesus loved and forgave even his enemies, then perhaps it'd be easier for us to love and forgive the people who hurt our feelings. God is working on our heart to shape us into the amazing, loving people that we were all meant to be. Let us learn all we can about God and God's love so our hearts will be easy for God to work with. Let us pray. Loving God, you made this whole universe. And now you're trying to make each and every one of us into the people that we should be, the people that we were created to be. Help us, Lord, to learn as much as we can about you and your ways, about your love and kindness, your mercy and forgiveness, so that we might be shaped into better people our own selves. Forgive us for anything we've done wrong to others. And Lord, help us to forgive others for anything wrong that they've done to us. Help us to be more like your son, Jesus Christ. To love everyone, even as you loved us. And now, Lord, open our eyes as we prepare this morning to hear your word. Open our hearts to what the Spirit calls us to do. In Christ's name. Amen. The second reading from this morning comes from 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. Hear again the word of the Lord. Rid yourselves, therefore, of all malice and all guile, insincerity, envy, and all slander. Like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow into salvation, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. Come to him, a living stone, though rejected by mortals, yet chosen and precious in God's sight. And like living stones, let yourselves be built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in Scripture, See, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious, and whosoever believes in him will not be put to shame. To you then who believe, he is precious. But for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the very head of the corner and a stone that makes them stumble, and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the word, as they were destined to do. But you are a chosen race, 
a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, in order that you may proclaim the mighty acts of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Brothers and sisters, this is the word of the Lord. If you're going to build something, you want to have the right materials. Now, besides being a coal miner for most of his life, my dad was somewhat of a, a carpenter around the house. A long time ago, he had this project that he was working on, and he needed some lumber. So we ended up going to a building supply store. Now, this was the first time I ever got to go to that kind of a store, and I was just amazed by, by all the stacks and of wood and all the different sizes and kinds that they had. And we followed him as he pushed his cart over the, to this, uh, these several stacks of two-by-fours. I figured he would just grab a bunch of them, throw them in the cart, and we'd be on our way. But instead, he picked up those boards one at a time, and he, he looked at each one real close, and he examined it. Sometimes the board would end up in the cart. Sometimes that board would end up in a pile just behind the boards he was looking at. Now, I was a little young. I wasn't exactly sure what he was doing. I didn't want to ask him because I didn't want him to know that I didn't know what he was doing. So I waited. So he had enough of these two-by-fours, and he moved on to a, another pile of lumber. And then I made my move. I began to pick up those boards. Now I looked at the boards he had thrown aside. Now at first glance, they looked like any other two-by-four. But then when I stared down the edge of that two-by-four, each one, I realized why he had thrown them aside. All the boards that he had thrown in that pile had some sort of defect. You know, some were crooked and warped. Some were cracked and splintered. Some had knots along the edge. I was looking at the reject pile. This was the pile that Dad and others like him had kind of made as they were going through the stacks of lumber looking for good two-by-fours and good wood to build with. These were the boards that didn't quite make the cut. They were the rejects. Now, I don't think there's a lot of carpenters out there in this world that would use wood out of the reject pile to build a house with. They're crooked, they're warped, they're cracked. Rejects. Carpenters don't usually build with rejects. But I know about a carpenter who does. As a matter of fact, he specializes in rejects. He specializes in defects. 
It turns out he was a reject himself. Now, I don't I don't mean uh, he was a reject because he had faults and he had defects. As a matter of fact, he was perfect. He was unblemished, unspotted, perfect. He was precious in God's sight. He was a living stone. In other words, he was a living, breathing monument and testimony to God's will. If you want to see what obedience to God the Father looks like, look at Jesus Christ. If you want to see what true forgiveness looks like, look at Jesus Christ. If you want to see what overcoming sin and temptation look like, look at Jesus Christ. Mercy, compassion, love, anything good that you can think of, look at Jesus Christ. He is our example. Now why would anyone so good and precious in God's sight be rejected? Who would reject such a person? Well, Sadducees and the Pharisees rejected him because he, he didn't quite fit in with the way that they wanted to serve God. How dare you come in here killing somebody on the Sabbath? How dare you come in here trying to forgive someone of their sin? How dare you come in here proclaiming yourself to be the Son of God? They didn't want him to come in and stir things up. They liked things the way they were. Now, they weren't the only ones that rejected Christ. Even some of his initial followers rejected Jesus Christ. They weren't interested in the, in the Messiah to come down and save the people from their sins. No. They were more interested in the Messiah that would come and save the Jews from the Roman government. They wanted a Savior that would sit upon a throne and rule. Not one that would hang on a cross and die. Even today, people are still rejecting him. People reject him every time that they proclaim, do unto others before they get a chance to do unto you. And if they do manage to do something against you, we'll make them pay for it. Get revenge. Always put yourself first. Everybody else, including God, We'll just have to take a number and wait their turn. That's rejecting Jesus Christ because that is rejecting the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus Christ, precious in God's sight and yet rejected. But God is building something amazing and he made sure that he had the right material to start with. And he made sure that he had the right material to continue building with. Although Jesus Christ was rejected by the world, 
God made him the chief cornerstone. And a house is being built, a spiritual house, a holy priesthood that offers spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. God is still building on that house today. And guess where the material is coming from? It's still coming from that reject pile. That pile that has lots of defects. But here's the thing. Everybody in the world has been in that reject pile. We all have some kind of defect. Sometimes we just haven't realized it yet. Other than Jesus Christ, there's not one person ever born into this world who's without some kind of blemish, some kind of fault. There's none righteous, not even one, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But even though we truly have our faults, we are so loved and precious in God's sight that he sent his only begotten son to redeem us. A carpenter came to a world full of defects to build a house. Now, if you're looking for building material that's cracked or crooked or warped, then you've come to the right place. We've got liars, thieves, idolaters, blemishes. Yeah, we've got them too. Hatred, greed, envy, selfishness. Take your pick. If you're looking for a fault of some kind or some kind of wrongdoing or some kind of sin, then you've come to the right spot. I'm going to tell you something. It's not the actual blemish or defect in the building material that God is looking for. It's not the one with the least damage. It's not the one with the worst damage. It's not the one who, who uh, it's not dependent on if we did a little bit of good or a whole lot of good in our lives. Because he gave himself for the whole world. And his offer is for the whole world. Scripture tells us, come now, let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Jesus said, come unto me, all you that are uh, burdened and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. God is looking for those who are willing to listen and to come. The call went out. The sacrifice was made. The ransom was paid in full. Not everybody listened to the call. Some still reject the call. But to all those who received him, to them he gave the right to be called the children of God. And you've heard the call. You've accepted the call. You believed. Blemishes, gone. Splinters, gone. Sin, forgiven. 
If anyone be in Christ, they are a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. And why? Because God is building a house and is looking for hearts willing to be part of it. God doesn't want us because we're damaged. God wants us because of what we're willing to to become regardless of our defects regardless of our faults that's where the building begins with us that's where the building continues with us the scriptures say like living stones let yourselves be built into a spiritual house I like the idea of being called living stones I'll tell you why, because it has another meaning to me. Not only does it mean we're living, breathing testimonies to the goodness and grace of God, but living means we're alive. We're able to move and to be pushed on and pressed on and shaped into something better if we're willing. That living stone is a lot better to work with than finished wood. Because finished wood is dead. It's dried out. It's set in its shape. It's hard to change that, if not impossible. To straighten it out, you'd have to have a lot of nails or a lot of screws. But we are living stones. We're like wet clay in the potter's hands. And if we're willing to be shaped and molded, God could do so much with us. Let yourselves be built into a spiritual house. We've got to be willing to be made into what God wants us to be. Are we willing each and every time that we realize that we're not the people that we should be? Are we willing to seek out the Lord to let him add a little bit of spiritual moistness to our heart that we can be made and molded into what he wants us to be. Peter tells us, rid yourself therefore of all malice, guile, insincerity, envy, and slander. We need to get rid of the lying, the cheating, the envy, the greed. And like newborn infants, we need to long for pure spiritual milk so that we can grow in our salvation. Because we're called to be a holy priesthood. To offer spiritual sacrifices. Goodness acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. And if you want to know what's acceptable, look at the chief cornerstone. And line yourself up with him. If you want to know if you're showing acceptable forgiveness, look at Jesus. If you want to know if you're showing acceptable compassion, look at Jesus. If you want to know if you're showing acceptable service to God and others, look at Jesus. If you want to know if you're following God's will, look at Jesus. Look at the chief cornerstone of the house that God is building and line yourself up with him. 
especially in this day and age we're living in right now, we need to be those living stones that God has called us to be. We've got out there family against family, we nation against nation, collar against collar, people against people. And we're the same people that come from the same pile of building material. That, that pile that has the defects cracked, broken, blemished. And still yet loved and able to be made into something better. More than ever, our our lives need to proclaim the goodness, the mercy, the love, and compassion that God created us to have. God wants us to love one another, even as God has loved us. God wants us to forgive one another, even as God has forgiven us. To share with one another, as God has shared with us. People are looking for hope, and we need to be pointing to it. People need to be able to find the house that God is building. They may want to be part of it. Now if we're not careful. Something can happen to clay over time. It can start to dry out. If we let the cares of this world get to us. Then our hearts will begin to dry up. If we let things that people do bother us. To the point that we start acting like them then these living stones will lose their moisture and become hardened, unwilling to yield to the master's hand. Now we sometimes like to say, I'll forgive them, but I, I'll never forget. Well, they just they got just what they deserved. It's their own fault. Why should I care? Nobody else does. Our hearts, they start to harden. Our feelings start to become apathetic. And God tries to work with us. But sometimes we're not willing to yield, to give, that, give up that anger. If you ever found yourself in this predicament, then I don't want you to lose hope. Because that same God that started a good work in you, is willing and able to continue to still work with you, still mold you into the person that God wants you to be. What do you do with clay that started to dry out? You add a little moisture to it. Long for the pure spiritual milk. Seek God in prayer and scriptures and fellowship and service and let the Spirit of God refresh you and rejuvenate you. You're a work in progress. Part of a beautiful house that God is building. Not one made with padded pews and painted windows, but one that's made out of love and joy and peace and kindness. One that's built on the foundation that will never crumble and never fail. God's still building with living stones. So the question is, are we willing today to let ourselves be shaped by the Master's hand? God is still building. 
And I'm amazed sometimes at how God builds. You know, sometimes we look at obstacles and we see them as hindrances or walls. And we figure we can't get around them. We don't know how to get around them. And we go looking for answers. And then sometimes God sees obstacles as just opportunities. And, you know, years ago, I, I wondered how I could reach out to some of the people that were stuck at home because of health reasons, things like that, that they couldn't come and worship with us. Also wondered sometimes, how do you, how do you reach out to a stranger? And, and I think about those things I thought of years ago. How do we... How do we reach out to the people that are stuck in their homes and they can't come out to worship with us? How do we share the gospel with a stranger? And I look at some of the things that's going on today. You're reaching out to those people at home. You're reaching out to a stranger and telling them the good news about Jesus Christ. It's like God will take the obstacles that we face and turn them into opportunities. He's still building his house. We, we need to be part of that each and every day. Glory to the one who started a good work in us and will complete it all the way to the end. Praise and honor to Jesus Christ, the chief cornerstone, author and finisher, finisher of our faith. Amen. Let us now affirm what we believe in the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Now, as God has so freely given to us, let us give back to the Lord the gifts of our tithes and our offerings, but especially of ourselves. If you're here this morning with us, then there's a, a plate on the table at the door. Please feel free, if you haven't done so already, to uh, put your offering there. If you're, if, if you're at home, I encourage you to either go online uh, there's an opportunity to give there on the on the website, um, or if you'd like to just mail in your offerings, feel free to do that.
continue being the people of God to uh, to give for the upbuilding of God's kingdom. So let us let us pray this morning. Heavenly Father, Lord God, we're thankful for you, for all that you do for us, all that we notice and all that goes unnoticed by us, Lord. You are a wonderful God. Help us to use what you've given us. Even, Lord God, sometimes when we're standing in the midst of chaos and crisis and we don't know where to go, help us to look for you for answers. To see, Lord God, that even in these times and days that you're still building, you're still shaping our hearts into the people that we need to be. We pray, Lord, that you would bless these offerings, each and every um, gift and tithe, each and every heart, Lord, that gives himself to you. We pray for them. Bless these gifts. Multiply these gifts. Help us to share the love of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now let us uh, take this opportunity to uh, uh, pray also for our concerns. You'll find a lot in your bulletin. Uh, take your bulletin home. You don't can't think of anything to pray for. Start going through the list. Just pray for each name. If you don't know the need, that's okay. God knows the need. Let's lift one another up in prayer. Prayer is a mighty thing. Let's take opportunity to pray. Pray also for uh, these congregation members, those that are in the care facilities. Uh, let us let us just go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord God, we're thankful that you are an amazing God, that you are an amazing creator. And Lord God, that you uh, look over our faults. Lord, you look at the heart at what it could be. We come to you, Lord God, as we are asking for your forgiveness, asking for your mercy and your compassion. Change us, Lord God, into the people that we were created to be. Change each and every heart, Lord God, that that struggles with, with any kind of doubt or fear or sickness, Lord God. Where there's sickness, we, we pray for healing. Where there's fear, Lord God, we pray for courage. Where there's doubt, we pray for faith. Strengthen us, Lord God, to be your people. Equip us, Lord God, to go out and do the work, Lord God, that you've called us to do. Build us up into that house, Lord God, that we're supposed to be. There's so much going on in the world. And we don't always know what to do. But Lord, we know we can trust in you. That sometimes, Lord God, you are bringing things about that we don't even see. We're too busy trying to figure out the blueprints. 
and you're already over there building. Help us, Lord God, to follow your lead. Help us, Lord God, to be willing to reach out to those in need, to feed the hunger, the hungry, the, to clothe, Lord God, those that are in need, to shelter those, Lord God, without a home. There's so much in this world. Help us, Lord God, to be part of your kingdom in this world, reaching out to those who are hurting, those who need Christ in their life. I pray for this church, bless this church and this people. Help us to be a light, Lord God, in the community that we serve and everywhere, Lord God, that we can reach out to. We pray for those on the list, Lord God. You, there's so many, and you know all their needs. And Lord God, there's, there's none too far that you can't reach. We lift them up to you. Thankful for your love and your strength and your might. Thank you, Lord, for all you've done, all you're doing, and all you're going to do. We pray all this in the name of Jesus Christ, who taught us to pray. Saying, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Now for our sending, let us meditate upon the hymn. Shine, Jesus, shine.
charge you throughout the day and remember that God is still working on you. If there's thoughts that you still have in your life, open your heart. Let God change your heart to the way it needs to be. Each and every one of us need God and just work with us each and every day to be the people that we were called to be. And there's opportunities out there to be part of this building process that God is, this spiritual house that God is building to invite others to be part of that. So let us share that with others. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and always. Amen.